0: Well, I will just give it to you straight, Carl Pulling. Of all the episodes that we have produced and recorded, this is the one that I am the least happy about. Mm. I'm the least excited about doing this episode. Um, When you start getting into politics and punditry and speaking, this is the kind of thing that you wish you would never have to talk about because you wish that it never happened. Uh it's going to be it's going to be a more serious episode. Probably not going to run any ads or anything like that. And that's just how it is. So, we obviously this week are going to be talking about the massacre that happened in Israel over the weekend. And uh, joining me as always is Hunter Hunter.
1: Yeah. Say um, hi. Hey, I mean, you know, when I think back on the show, um, the time that we've been doing it, and I think about some of the episodes that we had to do that I think were like some of the more difficult shows to do. Uh, January six, you know, is one of the shows I think comes to the top of that list. That was a pretty um, difficult show for us to do, and it was a time when a lot of things in the country were going very strange and very weird. And I think about what happened in Ukraine and Afghanistan um, and some of our shows dealing with that. And this show in some ways is harder to do than all of those because of the level of brutality that we're seeing take place and just the absolute disregard for humanity, for life in general, and for a hatred against being itself. And it is it is excruciatingly dark, and the conversation around this is going to get horrid, I feel, soon.
0: Yep, um, yep. So. so So let's dive in. Uh, first thing I, I just want to mention, this is not going to be a recapitulation of the entire Israel-Palestine conflict. We have done that before, and as far as I know more clear and more concise detail than potentially anyone on the internet it's our episode 71 it's called may i forget my right hand which is a bible verse you godless heathens and uh what's well it's part of a bible verse to be fair and if you want to know some of the background and some of the history about this conflict go there listen to that and it provides a bunch of the context for some of the points that we're most certainly going to be making tonight. Uh so if you if you're interested in knowing more of the history and want some more details backing up some of the claims we're going to make, go there, listen to that episode and then come back here. All right, so let's just jump into it. So over the weekend uh during during the Sabbath on Saturday uh while many Jews were away from their jobs, away from their electronic devices, away from their methods of communication, as well as in the middle of a Jewish holiday, uh, which was reported initially, and now I see very few people talking about it. Hamas invaded Israel. And uh, just a little geography, Hamas is the governing body in the Gaza Strip, which is in the southwest side of Israel. And Gaza is effectively surrounded by a very high border fence. This border fence has all of the fixins and trimmings as far as security is concerned. There are drone surveillance. There's obviously camera surveillance. There is touch sensor sensors. There is... Just about every defense you can think of, as well as a border with uh, Iron Dome protection around it as well, because Hamas is constantly firing missiles into the heart of Israel, into population centers, etc. Uh, and just just a little bit more background to be useful. Hamas has been the elected government in the Gaza Strip for about 20 years. As far as I can tell, properly elected government. Um, they have since, of course, stopped having elections, and they are a terrorist group. Hamas is a group that states explicitly in their governing charter that their job effectively is not done until all of the Jews are dead uh, and until Israel as a state no longer exists. So that is that is the Gaza Strip. That is Hamas. This is not all of Palestine. There's other areas of Palestine like uh, and i put palestine in air quotes because a lot of our limp wristed lefty listeners won't know that palestine is not a state It has never been a state and as far as i'm concerned will never be a state there is no unified palestine and there never has been but when people say palestine they are referring to they are referring to effectively the golan heights the gaza strip and the west bank which are ruled independently uh, Hezbollah in the Gaza, Gaza Strip, and then uh, some different jihadists, Islamic Islamic Jihad, and some other various groups uh, up north. So that's the state of play. So we're talking specifically today about Hamas. So in coordination with Iran, which was suspected, but now confirmed by multiple outlets. I've seen New York Times and WAPO put things out um, confirming that Iran was encouraging green lighting and funding this attack. Effectively, the terrorists in coordination with their Iranian counterparts launched a cyber attack on the security systems on the border fence, thereby rendering much of Israel blind to the invasion that was happening bulldozed their way through major sections of the fence and thousands, uh, uh, let's say at least a thousand terrorists from the numbers that we're seeing now, breached that border fence and started infiltrating population centers near the Gaza Strip, including Sterot and some of the other border towns. Once there, they effectively began what is nothing short of a genocide. I mean, this is this is Rwanda on a shorter timeline. Um they were targeting soft targets. They they were not after military targets. They they did take a couple military outposts as they were blocking their way to population centers, but their goal was to get into set villages and homes and wreak terror on the population. This was their only goal. And their only their only target. So, this is how this all began uh, early in the morning on Saturday. So, Hunter, did I miss anything there? How are we doing?
1: Um, we're doing a really good job describing the horrible war crimes that took place. Um, I I don't think I'm jumping. I, I think I'm jumping ahead of you here, but. Uh, of course not only are these criminals and barbarians going house to house dragging out women and children and shooting them in their homes and going into IDF little bases and killing it's the the
0: Israeli defense force it's effectively the Israeli army
1: killing them in their encampments and barracks um there also just happens to be a music festival in the desert uh, that gets explicitly targeted by paragliding units that paraglide into the festival itself and begin... I, I think the final count I heard was they killed 200 people in the desert at this just yeah. party, essentially. Just just simply to murder innocents uh, as quickly and efficiently as possible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's just get into the violence that that took place. So um there was there was two towns Stutterup being one of them I can't remember the other one off the top of my head. We're we're also just going raw into this gang. There's no notes uh or anything like that. We're just going to um we we've been following the issue. We're just going to go from the top of the dome here and from the heart. Uh which the heart is darker than it normally is. We'll see how long that staves off. But regardless Uh, Some of the first videos that came out Truly horrifying videos People just taking videos at this music festival Dancing Listening to music uh, Imbibing large quantities of alcohol As is wont in a music festival Even in the Middle East I uh, suppose And you can see In the background of these videos Taken by concert goers These paragliding troops Coming in to the festival Uh, Once there They effectively opened fire um there's a there's video of a mass of what looks to be several hundred of these concert goers running, you know, just on their foot through the desert trying to evade these terrorists who were indiscriminately killing everybody in sight. Many of them didn't make it. there's, there's myriad videos of several of these individuals being abducted. Taken back in jeeps and motorcycles and being transported back into Gaza. Um, And let's not make any bones about it. They're being taken back into Gaza to be raped, tortured, and then eventually beheaded on video to try and break the spirit of the Israeli people. Because Hamas is uh, the most vile collection of subhumans on the entire planet. Uh, there's, There's videos... Uh, that, if you have a strong stomach, you can seek out uh, of them transporting these prisoners back to back to Gaza in one video, you can see a young lady profusely bleeding from her genital region through her pants um, as she 's been gang raped and is being transported back to the Gaza strip there is a video of a specific a specific consulate goer um, named Noah that was abducted and later resurfaced in Gaza where her naked body is being used as a seat and a footrest in the back of a truck as these inbreds scream Allah Akbar and spit on her corpse and desecrate her, her naked corpse. Um, There's videos of elderly being taken and there's there's it's just it's just the worst and honestly that's not even the worst part of it so that's what happened roughly at the concert um not not only that there was other members of hamas that were basically stationed on the road leaving this concert in the desert who waited for people to try and drive away and then ambushed them in their vehicles and killed, I, I mean, you look at the pictures of the side of the road and there are just, I don't know, dozens and dozens and dozens of burned out cars riddled with bullet holes surrounded by bodies. So that was one of the first places that was breached and attacked. Any, anything to add, Hunter, to that timeline before we move into some things that happened in the villages?
1: Um, you know I want to just point out one thing Um, I'll point out something a little bit later on but you know one thing that you might be thinking about is why is our podcast (laughs) talking about all these horrible things that have occurred and One of the answers to that is the people that are responsible for sharing this footage, for getting this out, for presenting it, is Hamas. Hamas posted all of this horrific acts that they performed to social media, to TikTok, to Facebook, to wherever because they wanted to inspire more violence and they wanted people to react to the violence that they had, both in support and both in horror as the people of Israel to take them uh, out of their will to fight. And yep. it, it is incumbent upon us as people of the world to realize this is exactly who Hamas is. They they are these monsters. You can imagine that if something like this had happened in the invasion in Ukraine, that Russia would do its darndest to hide it. That they would and probably are, quite frankly, like keeping a lot of this under wraps, making sure people don't see it. Not Hamas. Yeah. Not 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 these barbarians. They're proud of what they did. And they're and they're using social media as a terror tactic. And so one of the reasons that we just need to know it is so that we understand exactly who these people are and we don't have any confusion about it.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent, Hunter. And I have more to say on that and I'm going to wait, I think. Yeah. Um, let me, let me just say one other reason that we're talking about this. Um, you you cannot fight the enemy that you don't know, mm-hmm. and I don't mean fighting with weapons of war necessarily, but there is an ideological battle that goes alongside this battle, and many, many, many people... Who live very comfortable lives and are well removed from this violence are telling lies about this violence because they see the Palestinians as fellow travelers in this idealistic midwit insane game of oppression and oppressor narratives, so they are making they are making hay um while while the sun refuses to shine in this instance. And so, we're not going to make any bones about what is happening. It's um this isn't for chi- this episode obviously isn't for children. However, you have to look this directly in the face and deal with the reality of it because there are people in your neighborhood, in your sphere that are going to uh, that are going to act as apologists for this and in no uncertain terms this is this is genocidal and horrific it violates almost every international code that governs warfare it is barbaric and the the point is torture and pain and uh we're not we we are going to talk more about the specific narratives that must be countered but to counter them effectively i think you have to look at the actual facts on the ground of what is happening so so let's keep doing that for another couple minutes um so then these uh subhumans uh, and you know what may god forgive them because i will not um these are not human beings not to me uh, you and know, uh, i i they- hope god i i hope god is um I hope he forgives them. He's bigger than I am, but um, I I can't look at them and see human beings, period. And if you want to get on Twitter and talk about how that's me dehumanizing them, uh, I have to disagree because the people (laughs) who are dehumanizing these shit stains are the shit stains themselves. If you don't want to be dehumanized, then don't act like an animal or, or really worse than an animal would act. How about that? So... No, I'm not gonna apologize for saying that the Hamas terrorists are subhumans and they should be treated like sub subhumans. They should be they should be rounded up like cattle and summarily dispensed with. Period. So just in case you want to know where we're coming from. Go ahead, Hunter.
1: Oh, I was just going to say that I I don't think I've ever seen anything that looks to me more like human violence than what I saw this past weekend. And just the absolute, calculated, vengeful, um, horrific torture for horrific torture's sake that I think can only be done by a human being. And I, I think that darkness should absolutely terrify us and um it should absolutely be punished sure
0: yeah and and you know every, everybody is liable to fall um there's no doubt about that however to celebrate to celebrate this evil and that's exactly what they're doing mm. um you left the community of human beings here you le- mm. you left our good graces you left your human rights behind you checked them in at the door and i no longer choose to honor them Mm-hmm. um and i don't care i don't care what you think about that so then then these uh subhumans got into uh the neighboring towns and the neighboring villages these these aren't settlements a lot of people are already coming out with the settler narrative these are not settlements uh like you might have in the west bank these are uh villages under israeli control and they started going house to house. Uh, there's a video that Hamas shared on social media of an entire family room that is covered. The entire floor is covered in bodies. Because they were rounding up everybody in the house, putting them in one room, and shooting them. And then, by the way, filming them pumping round after round after round into the dead corpses and the dying corpses of these these um, children and women in, in Steterot. So they went house to house looking for Jews to kill, and when they couldn't find them, they started lighting the houses on fire to smoke these individuals out so that they could kill them in the streets. Um, and they did this all over all over the Israeli territory near the Gaza strip um before running back scurrying back to their rat holes to celebrate with their inbred sisters so that is that is effectively their strategy here um at the moment the death the death toll basically just broke 1000 obviously those numbers are going to increase Simultaneous to all this, they have been launching rockets, etc., from the Gaza Strip. Iron Dome is near depletion. You know, Iron Iron Dome is a rocket interception system that uses its own rockets to intercept incoming rockets and as well as more conventional bullets. Um those systems require ammunition and they are becoming exhausted because of the sheer amount of rockets that are being fired into population centers, um, even as far as Tel Aviv in Israel. So that is the score. Uh, I'm just going to tell you about a couple more of the videos that these dog screwing subhumans posted themselves on to their social media. Uh, there are videos of them throwing grenades into bunkers and watching people try and escape while they stand by the door and shoot them um there are videos of them taking the bodies of injured but living israeli defense force fighters idf fighters and carving them up with knives and standing on their faces and throwing them into into the street to be kicked and spat upon before they die um there are there are uh, this is incredible but one one terrorist posted a short video of a crib filled with blood where he had beheaded a baby that was lying in its crib um and he that in particular insurgent thought it was thought it was worthwhile to post that to share that um in response to to these attacks in addition to that Hamas has been providing their troops and other vagabonds with leaflets effectively talking about the quote Islamic rules of engagement here which effectively allows every sin and every war crime imaginable because they are committing a wanton pogrom against the Jewish people. So, Hunter, anything I missed just as far as the brutality that happened over the weekend?
1: Um, I think there's one piece that I would like to highlight just because I think it gives um, a full view of the cruelty and creativity that's being put into What Hamas is doing to Israel and I watched a video of a young woman explain that she became aware that her grandmother had been captured and killed by Hamas because a video had been posted to her grandmother's Facebook account of her brutal murder and so the family is alerted that their grandmother has made a post on her Facebook wall and they are greeted by a video showing their grandmother being slaughtered by a terrorist. And if you can, not I mean, it's just, it, 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 it's so mind boggling that someone would want to do something that sick and vindictive to someone else. Um, there's videos of the Hamas leaders in their... Who,
0: who let me just say, these, these amoebic single-celled organism subhumans are hiding out in Doha, Qatar, sending, sending everyone else to go commit these atrocities because they're too chicken shit to be anywhere near, near the conflict themselves. And let me let me assure you, every single one of them will die. Every single one of them will die. Watch Munich. Um, anyway, go ahead, Hunter. And they're watching videos that
1: Hamas has posted online in a TV in the room. And they're all, perhaps giddy isn't necessarily the right word, but they are happy about what they're seeing. They're smiling. And then they all together bow down and thank Allah that there are dead Jews to celebrate. Um, it is some of the most unforgivable, um, cruelty and tragedy that I think can be imagined. Um, they posted videos of them decapitating people with plows. They have videos of babies, or they they know that babies have been decapitated by these monsters. They have videos of them watching fathers save their children only to shoot them at the last possible moment as they're about to escape and watching them die and bleed out. Um it's unthinkable it's untenable and it's worthy of the most righteous and violent retribution
0: if there's any solace in any of this it's that they're all dead men worshiping a dead God Mm. and they will they will find no solace in Allah's bosom because it doesn't exist Mm. and they are going to boil in the pig blood of hell for all of eternity. Um, And thank God that he is in charge and not me. Um, So that's the score. Uh, This is Holocaust-level material, not in scope, but certainly in content. And like, like we mentioned, one of the major differences is that as the Russian... And American troops rolled in to Germany in 1945. The Nazis tried to cover up the mass graves. And these these inbred savages, on the other hand, are posting videos gleefully um, celebrating their sport. So...
1: I'll and just one say one thing that just has to be said is that the, it's not just located located in Hamas or other Islamic countries. It's in Sydney, Australia. Mm-hmm. It's in Berlin. It's in London. It's in Let, Quebec. Let's talk about Toronto. Sydney,
0: Australia for a second because Gas the Jews. I, I just want yeah. They're not chanting "liberate Palestine." Mm-mm. They're they're chanting outside the Sydney Opera House last night. Um, which I don't know how that works as a time zone when you're as upside down as the Australian people are. Mm. But they're, they're shouting, gas the Jews. This is not about an internecine conflict. This is not about apartheid. This is not about liberation. This is about genocide. Mm. And I, I don't care if you don't like it or if it's unpopular. And I know plenty of Muslims that I like quite well. But there is a there is a string there there is a strain of Islam and Islamic leaders in Islamic states that derive this message from the Quran and extol its value to its adherents, and uh, it would be real great right now if you're an American Muslim to vocally, loudly, publicly. And unequivocally distance yourself from this behavior if this isn't true Islam now is the time for you to speak about it Hunter and I have talked about this many times on the show this principle that if you do not defend your symbols when they are used for acts of great evil you lose your access to them so Right, wrong, or indifferent, maybe you feel that you shouldn't have to defend this behavior. I am telling you practically and tactically, and so there can be no doubt, now is the time for Muslims to condemn this and to distance Islam from this, if that's what you actually believe. And I have every reason to think it is what you actually believe. Speak up. And if you don't, I've got questions Because this should be the easiest damned thing to condemn in the entire world. It should be the easiest thing to condemn in the entire world. So if you are unwilling to, I have serious questions about you and potentially who your friends are. Mm. So free advice. Free advice for any Islamic listeners to the show. And, And like I said, many of my friends and good people from what I can tell um, don't, do not miss this opportunity. So, okay. Um, now, now where do we sit? Well, um, Israel has started its strike back and it's going to be a brutal one. The videos that the IDF is releasing of them leveling entire blocks of cities in Gaza, Uh, are, let's say, a show of force that the the animal-screwing cavemen in the Gaza Strip are not going to soon be able to answer. They are outmatched and outgunned. And like Netanyahu said yesterday, uh, they are at war. This is not an operation. This is not an incursion. They have declared all-out war on Gaza, as they should have. Uh, In the meantime, there are varying estimates, but I would say at least 150 uh, hostages, POWs, that Hamas has retained in Gaza. And they are calling on the IDF to prevent these attacks, uh, to, to call off these strikes. Otherwise, they are going to start executing the hostages. And yesterday the Israeli government instructed parents to start removing Instagram and TikTok from their children's phones because the Hamas's plan is to upload these videos of beheadings and of their sisters and brothers begging for their lives directly to the those social media applications to terrify the children um of Israel so that's that's the score right now um so uh in, in the meantime, nine Americans have died as well, uh, who were in Israel. And uh Biden has moved one of our largest warships into the Mediterranean, effectively within striking distance of this conflict. I believe that this is mostly a move to deter Hezbollah from tagging on to the pile. Of course Hezbollah is funded by the Iranians too. Um and we'll we'll see if america actually has anything to do with this conflict from an on the ground perspective i think right now smart money says no but uh smart does not really apply to these backwoods terrorists and subhumans so we will see we will see where all that shakes out um but past that I think one of the things that we need to talk about most pressingly are the reactions and insane conspiracy theories and anti-Semitic drivel that is already <laughs> that has been circulating since Saturday online and on major media networks and from politicians across the world in regards to this atrocity. Um, and I think I think we need to debunk some of these anti Semitic and genocidal lies as well as hold responsible the people that are making them. So I don't have any real specific order to this, Hunter, but why don't you pick one to start with?
1: Yeah, and I wanna just stress that this is something that's critical to do right now because while it's undeniable what what's taking place, that Hamas has done something horrible to the state of Israel. It's equivalent to if there were thirty six thousand Americans that died in a single weekend, right? If you take the proportion of what's happened in Israel.
0: Um, yeah, as a percentage of the population, this is nine eleven and and some extra,
1: right? And I th- I think it's critical to understand now why we're close to this that it's undeniable what Hamas has done is absolutely evil and what is going to happen in and it's already there are already people who have tried to make this happen what is going to happen is there is going to be conversation that happens around this conflict in the next couple of weeks that tries to diminish what Hamas has done and tries to amplify what Israel is doing in response and if it were any other country and if it were any other group of people and we would not stand for it for a moment think about how people have reacted to what has happened in Ukraine right and what you're going to see from more and more people I believe unless this time proves to be different than how it has played out in history before that Israel is going to be seen as asking for this, as going too far in their retribution, and committing war crimes of their own, and it's untenable. It's it's unimaginable that, that could be true right now, and I do believe it's what we're going to see more and more of. Um, yeah. Yep. So so let's start with a, a, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. The reason that the Jewish state exists is because the Jews, after the Holocaust, had to have a country for which the Jewish people could go to. They had to add a place on the map, part of their historical homeland, that was a place for the Jews. Because everywhere, and I mean everywhere up until that point, hated the Jews. Nobody liked them. Everybody committed pogroms against them. There were blood libels in Europe over them. There are the horrible things that the um, Middle Eastern world was doing to them. And the state of Israel is to say, this group of people who has been just destroyed by society deserves a nation state that protects them too. And for anyone who tells you differently, they're lying to you. Either from incompetence or
0: from deception. Yep. Uh, and and we'll say this too: uh, Hamas thinks that you Americans are suckers.
1: Mm-hmm. They, they no no
0: are, no
1: they know you are.
0: Yeah, fair enough. They know, they know, they know you are. You are. Mm-hmm. They they know how to how to capitalize on the insane woke mongering nonsense they are going they have in the past and they are going to again hijack the western decadent insanity that is power politics and this postmodern gambit where only the world is only viewable through the lenses of power and therefore oppressor and oppressed they are going to lie about the conditions on the ground in the middle east and they are going to point to their own incompetence because they are they are frankly too retarded and too consumed by violence to make effective infrastructure and and economy in their own state they're going to claim that is the fault of israel and then say look how we're being oppressed and you you imbecilic useful idiots are going to lap it up in the american media at american institutions and uh, let's be honest in the oppression obsessed left it's been happening for years and it's not going to stop now and they are playing you like a damned fiddle because that's about all you're used to or useful for i should say they know how to hijack this narrative and it's exactly what they're going to do um and they know that these ignorant self-obsessed shills in america are going to are going to reinforce their narrative um so we need, we need to, and you need to, and there's a reason, the reason that we're doing this part of the show is because you need to be equipped to deal with these rape and terror and Nazi apologists and confront them on their bullshit when you encounter it. So, let's dive in. Here's the first one. Hunter, can you do me a favor? Do you have a web browser open?
1: I can make that happen.
0: Can you just read the dictionary definition of the word apartheid to everybody so we can stop being so damn stupid for one minute?
1: Yep. Uh, An official policy of racial segregation formally practiced in the Republic of South Africa involving political, legal, and economic discrimination against non-whites.
0: Okay, so... The definition is expanded slightly. <laughs> but the, the relevant piece here is racial segregation. So, people say Israel is an apartheid state. Interesting. Because 20% of the current members of Knesset, which is Israel's government, are Arabs. A large plurality of the population of Israel is Arabic. Now, Hunter, let me ask you... How many Jews live in, quote, unquote, Palestine? Mm. The answer is 150, and they're all hostages.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: No Jews live in Palestine. There are giant signs as you leave the Israeli-controlled areas of Israel and head into the Palestinian-controlled areas saying, please turn back if you are Jewish, we cannot protect you. So people are going to claim that Israel is an apartheid state when it is precisely the opposite. The only, the only areas in Israel that engage in apartheid are those that are under Palestinian control, period. It's, it's inarguable actually, because you can actually look up the members of Knesset right now with your expensive American computer and your, your fancy liberal googling skills you can look it up yourself so as long as we don't change the definition of the word apartheid then the palestinians are the only apartheid state there in israel currently to argue otherwise requires that you are either chemically and and genetically retarded or you're a rape, beheading terrorist apologist. Period. So you choose. Do you love rape and Nazis, or are you chemically retarded? Because I, I I give you no other options. Anything to add to that? That little um, anti-Semitic trope hunter.
1: I I think the only thing there that's um, we're saying is I think what a lot of people do with that is they say apartheid can only be committed by those in power similar to racism and it's absolutely not true um, and if any culture on
0: earth can prove this point it is Hamas Uh, uh sure Look, well here's the thing no Jew has set foot willingly into Ham- uh, into the Gaza Strip in the past 20 years Because they would be killed, summarily, Mm. by a pack of rabid dogs that parade around as people. Mm. But they are not. Gaza has democratically, as far as we can tell, and I I haven't seen a whole bunch of terrorist sympathizers coming out and saying that uh, the Palestinian people are under abject tyranny even though Hamas isn't held elections in 20 years. But in theory, they're democratically elected in the Gaza Strip. So if your argument is that only those in power can enact an apartheid, well, great, because Hamas is in power in the Gaza Strip and there is an apartheid state. Israel, where it rules, there is no apartheid and there are Arabs in their government.
1: Even on the Supreme Court, there's justices there. Or whatever they refer to them as
0: yeah probably has a lot more consonants in a row than i'm Mm -hmm. comfortable with trying to pronounce Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. um so argument one uh completely eliminated how about how about this this little number that they're that the jews are effectively keeping the palestinians in prison in the gaza strip um no, they're just not allowed to come to Israel proper. Here's the inconvenient truth for everyone making these types of claims. No other Muslim country in the entire region will take them. None. They're free. They're free to travel wherever a wherever nation state will allow them in. And absolutely no one wants these inbreds in their country. so sorry but it doesn't it doesn't pass muster it doesn't pass muster and and let me be the first to say there are plenty of innocents in the gaza strip there are plenty of innocent children who had nothing to do with this and who had no say in this policy and it is a tragedy it is a tragedy that many of them are going to have to die it is, it is absolutely A shame That being said You cannot expect Expect Israel To allow the blood of its people To spill in the streets Because These terrorists choose to use human shields Period Um so that's another, that's another uh, lie that people are going to discuss. People are going to say that it's improper for Israeli to attack the terrorists, these Hamas terrorists, because there are women and children intermingled with the Hamas terrorists. So let's debunk this little chestnut. It is a war crime to use human shields. And there's a really good reason for that. Because if the principle is that as long as a civilian dies, then you can commit no no sanctioned act of violence against people that are committing acts of violence against you, then the people who are willing to sacrifice children are the people that will rule the world. This is not a realistic limiting principle. So have a better limiting principle. Second, Israel has done everything in their power to get these people to leave the population centers where the terrorists are hiding out. So let me let me say this first of all, while we're talking about moral equivalency and how, how if Israel kills civilians, then they're just as bad as Hamas. Let's talk about this little chestnut. The leaders of Hamas are hiding out in a different country. However, Hamas's main headquarters is located underground, underneath a hospital in the Gaza Strip. Israel is sending texts to these people's phones. They are dropping leaflets. And they are announcing over loudspeakers that the... that the. Innocence, the civilians in Hamas should leave before they r- make bombing runs on these t- cities. It is the Hamas terrorists who are going to social media telling these people not to leave because they want to be able to have videos of dead children. Now, not raped children, not brutalized and desecrated children like Hamas posted to their own social media accounts, but they want. To hold their babies over their head and allow them to die so that they can post videos about it and play the Western media for fools. And they are calling for the civilians to stay so that they can photograph them while they're dead. So, all of that to say, every single drop of blood, every solitary drop of blood in this conflict... Is squarely on Hamas's hands and no one else's. No one else's. And is it a tragedy that children are going to have to die? Absolutely. We'll get to more of that later. Um, but you see, you see those types of arguments already coming out, and uh, you're going to see more of them in the days to come. As, tra- real tragedies, innocent. Palestinian children are going to die and they're going to use that to justify demonization of Israel. And you have, you have to realize the obvious conclusion that those who will use human shields must be slaughtered, must be, because otherwise they rule the world.
1: I, All right, I think honey. one of the things that's important to keep in mind is the fact that a lot of what keeps Israel safe is the fact that it is perceived that its army is capable in a way that the surrounding armies are not. And one of the devastating parts of this attack is it creates a perception that they are a paper tiger, that we can bring bulldozers and tear down their fences and get into their, into this country and look at them. They're weak. We can we can we can take their women. We can take their children, and they can do nothing to stop us. And Hamas is using this event to say that to the world and trying to encourage them to join in and attack Israel. It, it is necessary for Israel to respond with violence. To show that you simply cannot do this, and we would—if it was any other country, if it was America and Mexico drove up here, or Trudeau came down from Canada—and it did would probably things, be Trudeau. It would probably be Trudeau. Uh, Cuban
0: ties it, and whatnot.
1: That's right. If they came down and did this in New York, right, or in Buffalo, right, um, we would turn Quebec into a sea of glass. And nobody would bat an eye, not for an instant, no matter what the relationship we had with Canada or anything like that. And people are going to get on social media and they've already said this, and this is a good sign for you to notice who, just just simply, who are the anti-Semites, whether consciously or unconsciously. Who are the Nazis? Who are the Nazis? The people asking to de-escalate the violence. Yeah, There has to be a response in violence. It is one of the horrible things of our world that when people act like this, there is nothing left to do but respond to them in violence. And, and America
0: used to know this. We used to not have a problem with this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two little friendly reminders we left on Japan's doorstep to let them know that oh. attacks against a sovereign country were going to be met in kind. Mm-hmm. And do you... And, As horrible as that was, and as many innocents uh, died as there were, look at the relationship between America and Japan today. There is a reality of peace through strength. And you simply cannot allow, you simply cannot allow people that would take the lives of innocents to go unpunished. And like i said we're gonna we're gonna touch on this at the end, I'm sure, but uh you cannot protect people from the sins of their father. Mm. it's impossible it's impossible if peace is your actual goal mm. so yeah, so let's talk about people calling for peace hunter. I think that that's a useful line to pursue um Here's a name that I know everyone knew was gonna come up in this episode terrorist apologist ilhan omar comes out on twitter and starts off her tweet pretty strong but immediately calls for de-escalation of violence from both sides before israel had done any retaliating um no no rashida or talib did the same thing but ilhan omar rashida talib uh the squad in general the answer is no you do not wish for a de-escalation of violence because that would only be a short-term solution these people are not going to stop what you want is to shame israel and empower the west to shame israel into not retaliating this call for a unilateral peace is anti-semitic And you are carrying water for the actual 21st century Nazis when you say ignorant stuff like that.
1: If you don't want to buy this argument, you need to understand that Ilhan Omar wanted to remind people that the citizens of Gaza didn't have an Iron Dome to protect them. Why in the world... Does Israel have an Iron Dome? Right? And more importantly, why in the world, if you're going to shoot rockets specifically, intelligently, and in, in a coordinated fashion to overwhelm the Iron Dome and make sure that soft targets are
0: hit, right? Do you think that is relevant? Yeah. Well, and it just shows a fundamental misunderstanding, too, because the Iron Dome isn't made to combat surgical bombs being dropped by the Israeli Air Force. The Iron Dome is made to stop indiscriminate rocket attacks from landing on population centers. So exactly. guess what? Gaza doesn't need one. Because right. Israel has never, has never indiscriminately fired rockets into population centers. Yet. Yet. They might start now they might start now but it's actually it's actually the palestinian fathers and the hamas terrorists that want these children to die otherwise they wouldn't kick the dog that they know is big enough to bite their hand off it's it's a shame it is a shame that we have lost our way so bad in this country that we will apologize for terrorists it is it is a it is a crying shame ilhan omar and rashida Taleb and the other adjunct members of the squad you are a disgrace you are nazi sympathizers and i mean that in every sense of the word because if you are if you are protecting these people who have committed atrocities in league with the holocaust then I don't have any other way to describe you. And I'm not the first one that loves to go, you're just like Hitler. But you know what? When you're raping Jews and stacking their bodies like plywood in the street and firing round after round after round into the corpses of babies that have already been slaughtered, yeah, I think we met the target there. I don't think I'm exaggerating very much. And you know what? Dresden is the most modern city in all of Europe because we lit the entire son of a bitch on fire to defeat the Nazis. We used to understand that that was an acceptable course of action. Well, in my opinion, it still is. And the only way that you root out true evil is with the overwhelming force of good. So, there's that. And, uh, our country is so backwards and insane that you probably won't lose your seat, but you deserve, you deserve to be jobless and destitute. And, and you know, these are the first pe- people to scream fascist. And yet when real fascism crops up its head, like a terrorist organization invading other sovereign countries, and not holding elections in 20 years, etc. cetera. They're the first people to apologize for it. And you know what? It's not just America because other countries are engaging in it too. In fact, at the UN yesterday, I think when you're listening to this, or maybe two days ago, they held a minute-long moment of silence, not for the Jews that were raped and murdered in their houses, but for the Palestinians that will die In the coming conflict Cowards Morally bereft Bankrupt cowards uh, it's, it's obscene It is completely obscene uh, I, guess, I guess we should give a little credit Where credit is due um, Late But Consistent Barack Obama had a very nice tweet about this and provided that they, they, um, that, that statement describes his true intentions. I think he's on the right side of this conflict. So did Joe Biden so far in everything he said, um, on the subject that I've heard. Uh, now I I do want to make one thing clear. Barack Obama said a lasting peace, And to me, that did not sound as if he was calling for a ceasefire, like, Tlaib and Ilhan Omar. Um, I might be interpreting that wrong, but that is how I interpret it. Um, and of course, Biden authorized the move of our, our battleship into, into lethal distance. So I'm rather pleased with both of their responses on this so far. Um, there's been a couple people who have surprised me by where they shake down on this Anderson Cooper has been on the ball MSNBC on the other hand is is just their their yellow journalism at this point um so a little credit where it's due Hunter anybody else that we need to discuss in particular
1: yes there is Najma Sharif she's a writer at Soho House magazine and Teen Vogue uh, she posted to X. What did y'all think decolonization meant? Vibes, papers, essays, losers. Um, yeah, you're a Nazi. Here's a another member of the Democratic Socialists of America rally that went in New York. And as you might have seen, there was some sort of rave or desert party where they were having a great time until the resistance came in, electrified hang gliders, and took at least several dozen hipsters. Um, it's important to note that DSA members include representatives Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Jamal Bowman, Rashid Talib, and Ilan Omar. None of them have anything to say. About this, decolonization is about dreaming and fighting for a present and future free of occupied indigenous territories. Jairo Funes Flores, an assistant professor at Texas Tech, posted. It's about a free Palestine. It's about liberation and self-determination. It's about living with dignity. There's a sign here of a pro-Palestinian rally in New York. A individual is holding up a sign with Palestinian colors that says by any means necessary
0: by any means necessary Uh, a great (laughs) Uh, okay let's let's be clear i think the gaza strip should be turned into one perfectly smooth sheet of glass that's what should happen next Mm -hmm. and if hezbollah and iran have a problem with it let them come let them come But, but I would never say by any means, no, not by any means, not by raping young women and posting it to social media, not by parading the naked and broken bodies of young Israeli women in the back of your crap tier pickup trucks because it's all your backwoods inbred economy can afford. Because you spend every single solitary dollar on rockets to fire at civilians in Israel instead of taking care of your own people. No, not by those means. Not by beheading grandmothers on social media. No, not by those means. So, so let's just be very clear. That is what this individual is talking about. Because it is what is happening right now. And you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist. You can just check the receipts. So when that person says any means necessary, they're justifying this action. Let me say that if you justify this type of behavior, even from your friends or from your political, your political fellow travelers, then you aren't on the side of justice. You're not fighting for peace. You are a coward and a terrorist and a terrorist sympathizer and how uh, Listen, you can say what you want in this country, and I've been very clear on this for a long time. I'd rather have the Nazis talk and tell us who they are rather than not speak. So Jamal Bowman and Rashida Tlaib and AOC and Ilhan Omar can say as much dumb shit as they want to say. And guess what? So can I. So if that's the type of things that you want to say, then I get to say that you are a vile nazi who is carrying water for those celebrating the rape of babies in israel shame on you shame on you and if and this country has laws that protect us and i i thank god as often as i think of them for those laws but if justice were to be served you would be in their place that's what real justice would look like. So let's let's go to the colonization thing too, Hunter, because you mentioned colonization as well. I just want to point out that Israel has fought m- many many wars against and and engaged in many skirmishes in uh, in Palestine. One of the most recent large scale conflicts was the Yom Kippur War in 1973, and in that war, they gave a ton of land back to the Palestinians that they didn't have to because they waffle stomped the camel-riding army of these Neanderthals. So this colonization argument that their land is being stolen, it's exactly the opposite. It's exact, they've won conflicts and gifted more territory back to the Palestinians than they had to begin with. In on at least three, of, three occasions that I can recall off the top of my head. So no, the colonization argument is an anti-Semitic lie. And the facts, the easily Googleable facts, defy that argument on its face. And here's one more for you. Because one side of this crisis has some humanitarian bone in their body, Israel has been providing free electricity and water to the Gaza Strip for the past 25 years. So, I, I I don't know about you, Hunter. Do you have free water and electricity? I don't. It's a pretty interesting way to colonize. Mm. Pretty interesting way to colonize. It's it is just a lie. It is just a lie. So there, I think. I think Claire Claire Limon,
1: Lehman Lehman uh, puts this really well. She's the author associated with Colette, the editor over there. Um, She writes this, and I think it just puts a lot of this into a really, really excellent focus. For the past decade, I've been told that jokes, words, and scholarly debates need to be suppressed because they may cause harm to vulnerable minorities. Yet, when a global minority is butchered, tortured, and maimed, Those who suppress words shrug as if war crimes are no big deal. And I think we see that playing out before our eyes. And it's shocking. And I think we're going to see more and more of that take place as this crisis continues. Because dealing explicitly with the Jewish people.
0: And you have to be prepared. You have to be ready to combat these arguments. There may come a time in the near future where the statements from our, our president and from our government flip. Because as the videos come out that will surely come out um, of, of the aftermath of Israeli strikes in Gaza, there are people that are going to loudly scream the moral equivalency argument. Which is a Nazi sympathizer argument as far as I'm concerned. And you are, going to, you are going to watch the current administration squirm under the pressure of that. Let us pray that they do not break. Um, it, would be, it would be a deep, dark, black mark on the American soul if they were to renegotiate their current stated positions around israel it would be a buying back of our defeat of the nazis in world war ii if we were to change our position on israel right now it would it would invalidate much of the good that this country has done the world over and so when you hear representatives and congress people and senators etc in the federal government or in your state government start to squirm under the pressure of these lies we must do our best to bolster them and also threaten their jobs if they choose to cave Uh, there is no other option Uh, the the soul of the world is in court surrounding these events and it is up to us to be informed and definitive. So that we can protect that soul. So. Yeah. Hunter, are there any other lies or conspiracy? Oh, it, I'll just tell you one conspiracy theory that has been making the rounds online. That is just so laughable, it's insane. There's been this weird conspiracy theory bent group that is saying that israel allowed this attack as an excuse to level gaza and i just want to remind you they owned gaza and they could own it again overnight they gave it back willingly in the yom kippur or shortly after the yom kippur war and they could they could have it again in a heartbeat. They are sustaining it currently. Or were sustaining it until this war started. Um, with free aid. And. Uh, they they absolutely. Could run roughshod Over them. If their goal was simply to. Level Palestine. It could happen overnight. Uh, so saying that they. Disabled their own defenses. For, for one. It's just logically an insane argument. To say that they disabled their own defenses knowing that these animals would attack that doesn't remove the moral culpability from the attacking animals duh but it's that is just one of the most bizarre lines of argumentation I've seen um and they could have achieved this same this same outcome with with no innocent lives lost so yeah, check check that conspiracy theory in at the door. It's absolutely baseless and wild.
1: Um, I like to read this one little story from the Free Press posted when they went to the pro Palestinian rally in New York. Just because I think it, it, it's such a powerful anecdote of the nonsense that's going to be around in our culture surrounding this that is already present and is going to get worse. Jet Adams, a 72-year-old black woman from New York, told the free press she came to the protests because the media coverage of the violence in Israel had been giving her a headache. But coming to the protests energized her, she said. You can't repeatedly kick people in their face and expect them to take it lying down, she said of the Palestinians in the Gaza Strip which is controlled by Hamas. Anyone, after a certain period with an ounce of self-respect, is going to do something to push back. People are not just going to lay down and allow themselves to be murdered. This is not her quote. Since fighting began Saturday, 687 are dead in the Gaza Strip, 140 of whom are children. When it was suggested to her that there are a lot of different perspectives, she flashed a look and said, I don't want to hear it from a different perspective, she replied bluntly.
0: It's a shame. It's a shame that they're breathing my air. It is a shame. Um look. Now now is the time to be steadfast. It's the time to be morally accurate. It's the time to speak strongly and to be unafraid of the consequences of speaking the truth with authority and tact and utility and aggression. That's why we're doing this show. That's what I'm encouraging you all to do. Um, Of course... Pray for the families in Israel. Pray for the people of Israel. And this this utterly destructive, senseless, rabid, inhumane violence that has been single-handedly and unilaterally perpetrated against them. Simultaneously, pray for the innocents in Palestine. Uh, There are innocents there. And the the death of children is a tragedy without regard to what side of the conflict they are on um i i posted something to to twitter yesterday but then i think jeremy boring as is often his way said it a little bit better than i do i'm going to read that now uh this is this is jeremy innocent women and children being blown apart in gaza is no less terrible "...than was innocent women and children being massacred in Israel. That does not make the actions of Israel and the actions of Hamas morally equal. It just makes reality a tragic place. In an ideal world, Israel would be able to protect its citizens and destroy Hamas with no loss of civilian life. But in an ideal world, Hamas would not need to be destroyed. The ideal world does not exist, only the tragic one. And so the tragedy of this war is only just beginning. When we weep for Israel, as we should, we should weep for the daughters of Gaza too." but we should not confuse our sorrow for the innocent with mercy for Hamas who authored this tragic affair and on whom the moral culpability lies neither should Israel spare them their destruction only let it be as swift and precise as it is sure and may god show mercy to those of us who live in this tragic world uh, well said and this is the final point that i want to i want to bring up because i think there is moral confusion even among even among people i would consider my my um ideological fellow travelers and counterparts so let me just make it very clear many many innocents in gaza will die and that is a tragedy but it is also the only realistic way to deal with this this threat there are going to be innocents that will lose their lives that is that is a reality of war With a great inhuman evil that will use innocence as shields, that chooses to use innocence as shields. So there are going to be those, even those on the right, who claim that the moral thing to do is to avoid civilian death at all costs. This is a moral miscalculation of the highest order. In Gaza, right now, there are shows targeting five year old children, animated shows for children, that explain to them the legitimacy and necessity of killing Jews. That's horrible that these children are being radicalized and indoctrinated at a young age. It's not their fault that they're being radicalized and indoctrinated. At a young age. But they're being baptized in the evil and hatred of their fathers. What do you do about a problem like that? What can be done about a problem like that? Unfortunately. Unfortunately. The checks for many innocents are written by the guilty. That does not mean that they, can't, they should not be cashed. Because allowing evil to flourish is a higher price to pay than the impossible task of saving every innocent. It simply will not happen. And so, in the moral calculation of the conflict that is about to happen, Israeli bullets and Israeli bombs are going to kill Palestinian children. And that blood is only on Palestine's hands is only on Hamas's hands you cannot it's not that you can't save everyone you cannot protect everyone from the sins of their father Hmm. and that's the tragic reality of this situation and so Yes, if I if if this pans out the way that I think it should, the Gaza Strip should be no more. It should be no more, but make no mistake. Make no mistake that evil forces the hands of the good. And what we must do now, as we used to, the way we defeated the Nazis the first time is to have moral clarity and not allow Satan to hide behind his children. It is impossible to protect everyone and everything that is innocent, but it is Israel's responsibility now to ensure that Hamas is eradicated to the ends of the earth and that what, whatever cost that comes with an innocent life should be absolutely minimized, but it cannot be eradicated. So I think that's all I have to say about this conflict. Hunter, do you have anything else to add?
1: Pray for Israel.
0: Yeah. Yep. Well, well, This sucks, but again, I am reminded and unbelievably grateful because there are so many that today or in the days to come will wake up without their loved ones And how good has God been to me and to us that we don't have to experience this violence on a daily basis and that this is happening in a far part of the world that doesn't touch our shores. So I think that's the call. How do you respond to this situation? Pray for the innocents that are dying. Pray for Israel. And And ensure, ensure that you act with more gratitude tomorrow than you did today. Mm. All right. I guess that's it for us. We'll be back next week um, with hopefully a a brighter and happier world. Although, it seems like a long shot. But we appreciate you guys thanks for listening and uh and don't don't be fooled do the right thing and be grateful okay we'll see